Awesome, All right, man. How's uh, how's it going? How how have things been? Uh, obviously, we're both in Halifax, so both dealing with the pandemic probably the same way. Yeah, uh, it's it's going, man. You know, I'm struggling to be completely honest here with not being able to train at all, or you know, I'm I'm eating a lot. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm I'm struggling with it for sure. You know, with not there's not a lot of normalcy or, or structure for me right now, so. It'd be nice to get back to reality. Yeah, I mean, same sort of boat here. I mean, I I haven't trained for a little while. I had gotten into a car accident right before the pandemic, so oh, no. wasn't able to do jujitsu. And then the pandemic came, so uh, obviously I'm, I'm a white belt. Just started. Um, Where did you at? I'm at Fours MMA. Oh, nice, cool. In Dartmouth, yeah, yeah, yeah. A good group of guys there. So I find it smaller, and uh, I was gonna go to um, oh, what the heck's it called? Uh, the one that TJ, yeah, Fit Plus, uh, but uh, I just felt like it was going to be too big of a group, and I'd rather just uh, dip my feet in, train yeah. with a few guys, and 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 go from there. And uh, I knew a few of the guys that went there, so it's kind of how I got involved group. in it. They're a good group of people there, Peter and Graham that run it and stuff. They're good. I yeah, actually put so, them on last night. The the Boulier brothers. Yes, yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for the one tonight. I mean, you have Juan Adams coming on. Uh, I had him on as well. And, oh, nice. Cool. Uh, yeah, he's, he's awesome. Uh, I liked hearing him talk. And uh, it was funny when I was talking to him, Greg Jackson was in the background. And I'm oh, like, cool. oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Things I would do to just talk to him for two seconds. Yeah, lots lots of information. You know, it's, it's crazy how, how smart some of these people are, man. It's mind-blowing, really. We have a lot of local people that are super smart too. Really, it's 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 interesting in the martial arts world how small it really is, you know. And I think it's because of people. People are interested, and and a lot of fighters are willing to put in the time because they also realize how small. Like it, it, the threshold of going from a regional show like ours to the UFC is so small. It's not like the like a hockey thing where you can't you can't even get access to a guy. In the, fucking moose heads <laughs> yeah, yeah. You no know, it's a different thing altogether. it's weird yeah it's funny because i mean i was the only reason i really started it was i i mean i've been a fan for years of, of mma and ufc yeah. in general but um i was like there's no fights on uh on tv i had a twitter page for a few years where i'd just match make uh, I was just bored, um, yeah. and i got like a little bit of a following from that so i figured yeah. you know what i'm just gonna post like uh, if I have a podcast, who will come on? And uh, my third podcast was with, was with a UFC fighter. Like it yeah. was just like that would never happen in NHL or NFL. No, no, it really wouldn't, man. And kudos for you for doing it. You know, we'll, we're gonna like we spoke with two. We'll get you on ours uh, some night. And I think you really do a good job. And who knows where it can lead, right? You just never know where, especially we're going through right now. You never know where life can take you. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. I. Uh, I watch yours as well, and, and obviously uh, I reached out a while ago, and I was like, man, I'd love to have you on, uh, just like specifically to talk about how you, how do you go about creating an MMA like organization? Like, it, I feel like there's so many things you have to take into consideration, right? Like, the, obviously legalities of it, healthcare, mm -hmm. taking care of the fighters. How did you go about starting it, and why? Obviously, you have a passion for the sport, but why did you go about doing that rather than something else? You got to be completely fucking insane to be really honest. Sorry about my f bombs. I got to watch that. Um, yeah, it's, it's 
you you pretty much have to be a, a maniac, man. Like and be a, a fan of the sport. There's so much, like you said, like the legalities of it, the health of it. Like it's it's a hard thing. I, I think be, having my background in jujitsu training forever in like uh, I come from a tourism background so logistics and that kind of thing I take I take I'm my regular job is I take like seniors and, and people on trips around the world uh, so that's kind of my job so logistics and timing and things like that are a big thing for me and and then jujitsu I always knew there was no like there was no outlet for all these guys at the high level like they can you know go to a tournament compete against one another so we had this idea like the whole scene came together and, and submission series kind of came out of that and we did so many events like really high level events with high level grapplers and MMA I always said in my head I'm like why do people watch BMX when they can watch motocross and it's the same thing with what I like people jujitsu is boring as shit to watch it's yeah. It really for a non like for us yeah it's great but for a regular person they're like this is ridiculous you actually want me to come watch this like no it's just not right it's like i did 19 events i know all about how how exciting it is but th then you go to the mma side of it and it's a challenge again right like not not saying jujitsu wasn't but it just became to a point where it was like where do you go from here right like we were doing tag team events and all this crazy foolishness like just to be exciting and challenge yourselves right yeah i mean obviously like as a as an mma fan i love watching jujitsu just because of the yeah. technical side of things but it's very niche like if you don't do jujitsu and you don't understand jujitsu you don't want to watch two guys roll around like it's yeah. so I, I i understand where you're coming from there um like oh, even more ties more exciting in my opinion to watch um everyone wants to watch a slugfest <laughs> yeah that's what we were all raised on, like that old, it's like dark side of the ring that's on right now. Like we were all, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 39. So like you're, you're raised on that entertainment, like that Tyson, like that, that entertainment kind of era. And yeah, it's, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm only 24. Um, so I watched, um, I mean, the, the, the guy that, wa that made me watch MMA was Rampage. Uh, when Rampage tore that door apart, I was like, okay, I, that, I feel that pain. Like, I want to do that same thing. Uh, so that's the guy that, that got me into it uh, personally. Hopefully you can get him on sometime. Uh, it's a bit far-fetched, but uh, that'd be crazy. You never know. Like, it's it's funny. You're like, we're just, you just message someone, man. Like, it's there's yeah. nothing. Like, people think it's like, it, there's, you just message someone, man, and that's you know you go out on a limb and, and try something, right? Yeah, it really, it's really that simple. Like I messaged Pat Militich, just like I was like, you know what? I was a fan of Pat Militich. I'll just reach out to him, and within an hour, he had messaged me. He was like, yeah, I'd love to. Very cool. And uh, yeah. UFC Hall of Famer, like, and it's they're so accessible and they're so willing to to talk, and it's uh it's really yeah. surprising. Yeah, it's good. It's important, right, for the sport to move forward. You know, it's like it's again like. You look at regular fighters, man, like for people that are like in the UFC for one fight, two fights, like some of these guys, girls making 10,000 to fight, 10,000 to win, 12,000 to fight. To, like, it's not a lot of money, dude. You know, after yeah. you pay your taxes and your managers and your training, like, you know, it's, it's so it's still got a long ways to go for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What, what sorts of troubles did you have? I guess, I mean, you've had one, the one MMA event and uh, the second one, I think was supposed to be this weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, so outside of the pandemic, what, what troubles did you have uh, with that first one? And, and what sorts of things can you do uh, to prep for the second one? So you don't make similar mistakes to the first? 
Uh, that's a great question, actually. We had a massive snowstorm. Um, yeah, we lost our main event uh, for that. We almost lost Jimmy Smith, our commentator. Uh, so right away, your main event, like you, you can pretty much count that close to $10,000, right? So, and we paid those guys anyway. They didn't even fight, but we were like, listen, you're trained. We paid them anyway. And, and so that was a big thing for us because, you know, as a new promotion, that's that $10,000 or whatever it is, is a big swing. But by the time you're looking at flights and promotion and marketing and all that kind of stuff. But so that snowstorm definitely put a huge uh, a hamper on, on things for sure. That was a lot of stress. Um, other than that, man, you know, like I, I think it went pretty smooth, you know, like there were some, you know, overall random things that we made the mistakes on, like our own things. Uh, apparel was a hard thing. So what we did for this event, we in our past jujitsu events, we always like had custom apparel made for the fighters through a company and this this company did it again this uh particular event and uh yeah it didn't go so well because they were making the shorts and the t-shirts and everything for everybody and it just didn't go like it, it ended up working out but it was a lot of stress that was unneeded and uh so yeah that was a big thing but uh, overall man i think it was a it was a really cool experience and uh we learned a lot that's for sure like how uh Obviously, with the second one being this weekend and, and things, the pandemic causing <laughs> causing everything to be delayed. Yeah. Um, do you have a Do you have an idea of when you you want to return? You told me you want to get back in there as soon as possible, even if it's with no fans. But uh, obviously, things in Nova Scotia. We just heard news that things are opening up somewhat. Um, yeah. Do you have an idea or? They, you know, I had a great conversation with the commission there a couple of weeks ago, and. Uh, we're kind of at a standstill. There's not like things are opening up, but if you look at it, what's opening up like gyms, like, like, uh, like, a, I don't know. What's a gym, like uh good life. I don't go to the gym. I don't know what they're called. Anymore. <laughs> good life. Like say a good life. Like they're, I think it'll probably be like six feet apart and you have your own spray bottle and there's no changing rooms. So that's those kind of gyms, not our kind of gyms. And I think you're seeing a lot of people start, like, obviously we're all training like somewhat, people are training on their own, right? Like whether it's in basements or wherever they're doing it. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't think you're going to see, I, I could be wrong. I really do. But I, I, I was, I was thinking we could bang off some events by like July, August, maybe it's, it's so weird because you just don't know, man. Like, like the commission is so unpredictable on how things are going to go. Right. So it all depends on doctors and Dr. Strang pretty much. So Maybe we could buy Sable Island. I mean, that's an option. And just, <laughs> we're, we're options. Like, we have a venue. We can set the cage up, and we, we can bang off an event every weekend if we needed to, and the commission's on board with that. Um, amateur shows, for the most part, uh, because pro, once you're getting into pro fights, you're, you're not going to get the revenue back. Um, by the time, you know, pro fighters want to fight for free, that's a different story. But the thing is, when you're mixing amateur, the commission cost between amateur and pro is like 75 percent it's it's insane so the expenses to do a show like that you have to keep it the venue relatively cheap the lighting rig cheaper you know everything has your fighter everything has to be cheaper for you to actually make enough pay-per-view buys to make it feasible to happen right so yeah I mean, and that's the thing i look at too like 
are they going to come back if we are legal? Because we have a plan we're working on for when we do come back. But are we going to be able, like, do we have to get caught in swab kind of tips? Like, where are we, where are we going to get this shit? Like, we're not being a white, right? So it's yeah. like, some of it you kind of like, are you false hope? I don't know. And I feel like the gate, too. I mean, for the UFC, the gate, the UFC doesn't really require a gate. But for a smaller organization, the gate the gate does go a long way. Yeah, no question, man. Because that, that's people say they support things, and, and 90% of people do. But, like, say you did a pay-per-view and you offered it, chance are four people are going to get together and watch it and split $20 or whatever, right? So it's not, and it's not their fault that they're doing it. I'd do the same thing. It's just that's the option compared to them buying four tickets. That's what you're saying, right? Like that gate is very important. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what are your thoughts, I guess, on, on Dana White doing what he did? I mean, I, as a fan, I'm like all for it. I'm like, I need something on TV, so I'm, I'm glad he did it. Um, yeah. But as someone who who like who's, who who has an organization, um, do you approve of it, or are you just like, you know what? He probably should have been more considerate of the fighters or considerate of whoever. You know what? It's such a tough call. I, I was very, at the very beginning, I was super paranoid. I was really worried about this whole thing. And, and I am still worried about it. And by no means do I want anyone to get hurt or pass away or get sick or anything like that. But there's a, there is a very valid argument on why, how this has been done and, and, you know, why it's been done. Like, why? You know, like, I, I, I get it. We don't want anybody to be sick. But, like, it's it seems like it's... A, I know we don't want to overload the hospital, but it's a little bit of a drastic measure for, like for me, I've been trained forever. Legit had a lot of body fluids in weird places, like sweat and weird stuff, right? And that's that's the sport. And you're, I've never can say that I've ever got sick from, you know, not not saying like that's an ignorant thing to say, but at the end of the day, like you have to somewhat let people live their lives and make choices. So. I don't know. To me, Dana, like that, we're we're fighting sports, so we're not like the bakery down the street or this the youth soccer team. Like these people are fighters, so that's what a lot of the public doesn't really understand too. Like it's they're they're people who are willing to get in a cage and fight. So no, like they're not super worried about the virus. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They they're, they're healthier, right? Like a lot of the people who are dying from this have people with immune systems or compromised immune systems or um, yeah, you know that don't have that too you know it's a, it's a terrible thing for sure regardless i don't you know want anyone but i also you know but it's crazy look at what's going on in the states right now the riots and the looting that happened last night and and all you know the shootings again like with george floyd like yeah it's weird the world isn't i'm glad i'm in canada nova scotia for sure yeah absolutely me too i mean seeing all the stuff down there and the the, the they weren't as cautious as, as no. they didn't no. close things off. So there's a lot more deaths in the United States than there is here. Um, like yeah. you said, man, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm in Nova Scotia. There's no way I'd, I'd, I'd be down there. Uh, Manhattan in an apartment building. No, thanks. <laughs> yeah. That's uh that'd be terrifying. Yeah. I work with, uh, I work with jails in the United States. I'm an accountant. Um, so I work with a lot of jails in the U S yeah. um, and, uh, there's riots there's uh family members making deposits just so inmates can can purchase things it's it's terrifying um i know a lot of the the jail staff that i talk to are, are nervous they're scared that they're going to get it if one inmate gets it that's spreading like crazy yeah. like you can wipe out the entire population of a jail 
Um, it, it, in the media is like so terrifying too. Like that's, yeah. it's terrifying what they're saying. Right. And that, that's, you can see why people like, you see, like, I don't know if you see all these people cruising around with masks and gloves on in their car, like, like, holy shit. And like, I'm like, what is going on? Like, it's really scary. Yeah. I mean, I don't wear masks. I just, I find it makes me gag, but (laughs) I, uh, yeah, I'm cautious as well, just because of the people around me. I'm not necessarily worried about it, but, uh, like I have a grandmother that I I visit frequently, so more cautious for them, but I don't, I try to ignore the TV because if not, I'd be freaking out too. I wouldn't leave the house. Yeah, exactly, man. You're you're so true. It's scary. Yeah. yeah, my mental health would go would go down the drain if I if I didn't get out. So you you have to balance what what is it you know. And for these fighters, this is how they make a living too, right? Yeah. Totally. So um, yeah, it is. It's very true, man. Like they're like a lot of these fighters depend one hundred percent on this. Yeah. You know? Like whether it's like, and I'm sure some of them are keeping going through sponsors and other things too, but. It's it it must met, met it's like that's the thing about fighting man compared to any other sport there's no schedule yeah. like which I don't get like I really like the PFL for that reason like where there's a set schedule like you can kind of know when you're fighting yeah yeah I mean I the, the only issue I guess like I, I'd kind of have with that is is the injuries right but I guess yeah you kind of have to work around injuries and stuff like that and 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 whatnot but. I find a lot of guys are laid off for a year and they're like pleading for fights and they yeah. can't get, get them. Um, so it's, it's, it's definitely a, a lot different than an NFL uh, where you get paid salary too. I think salary would be a good thing for, yeah. for fighters to have. Um, yeah. You, have, you have like under, like I, I kind of always said that too. If you have like, say you're, you're in an entry level contract, like under four fights or whatever, like, okay, say you, that's a hundred thousand dollars a year. You're going to fight four times kind of thing i know the pfl like guys who are on their higher like level of their roster they get 25 to show regardless if they win but did you know they were actually going to come to halifax in june the pfl i did not know that yeah yeah they were going to come so we were actually going to work with them and they're coming to the, the scotia bank center with rory mcdonald as the main event oh that would have been unreal yeah it would have been but now everything yeah no oh, man yeah I was at the I was at the one here uh, where Derek Lewis fought uh, Travis Brown. I thought I've only ever been to two UFC events and uh, <laughs> crazy, crazy. It, it sucks that they don't come here enough. My my balls are hot. My balls. Are <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't hear it with the, with all the crowd, but I watched it afterwards. I wish I heard it live, but yeah, yeah I don't know why anyone. I, that's another thing. I don't know why anyone hasn't come up with an app. Maybe it is out there. Like where, you know, baseball, a lot of people like bring like the headphones and they can listen to the commentator while they're at that. And UFC, a lot of the people are drunk out of their mind. That's probably why. And they're not a retired old man. But if they could have that app in their ear where you could listen to Rogan, I think it would be a better experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I really like the atmosphere. I think it was just completely different. I like watching them at home because I like to sit down and analyze it without the background noise. Yeah. Um, but if they're ever in Halifax, I'm there just to say I lived it. Um, but I do like watching them at home. I don't have people over. I watch them by myself. Right. Um, every event, it's it's actually pretty pretty sad. Just well, watch. Nothing wrong with that, buddy. My girlfriend and I do the same thing. And nothing, you know, hey, you're a fan, buddy. That's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. My girlfriend's not allowed in the house when I'm watching them. Uh, she <laughs> has, she's not a fan, so tell her to stay home. Oh, no. She's not a fan. 
It's too bad. I know. I know. It's I've, I've tried. I've tried to get her into it, but yeah. not not her jam. That's the thing, man. Like it's it's a really hard sell. Fight like I forget it sometimes. Some day, sometimes I think I'm selling sliced bread. Yeah. You know, but like legit. And I'm like, oh, this is going well, you know? Like, no, man. People like you're a barbarian to some people. Well, that's what she says. She's like, these guys are bleeding all over the place. How do you enjoy that? I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. There's but, something uh, in, in in you, right? Like it's just something that some people really enjoy. And but to me, I I am a firm believer. Like, what what's life if I can't protect myself? Like that's the weirdest thing in the world. Like, I'm, but there's the problem is there's too many men out there that are like that, who are cocky as shit and have zero ability to protect themselves. Well, they have ability to protect themselves, but like with their two hands, you know what I mean? Like to actually defend yourself. Like that's an important skill, man. A very important skill. So I recommend anyone out there, man, who's watching to get out there and, and join your local academy, whether it's karate, judo. Jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu being the most effective in my opinion, but Taekwondo, Muay Thai, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, I thought uh, like I, I'm by no means a tough guy or anything like that. But yeah, the first time either. I went, uh, first time I went to the gym, I was like, okay, I, I could probably hold my own like this guy. And I was rolling with Graham, and uh, <laughs> I was like, I could probably hold my own. And he threw me on my ass, oh, and yeah. I left. I left the gym. I was like, I'm done with this. Went back two months later and was like, you know what, I got to get good at it um and he'd still kick my ass but i uh, you know i got better and, and it's very humbling and i think a lot of people who are tough guys or whatever i think you go in there and you get you get your ass handed to you a couple times you'll come down to earth a little bit oh dude it's the most like i've seen countless people walk in clubs and again i'm nothing i'm no tough guy and i've seen so many people walk in the club and like random people in the club who are like a blue belt and they'll go and like I remember one store, one time in our in our particular club, like someone came in. He was an ego. He was new in town, and uh, he was there to learn. And he kind of went a little harder on one of the females in the club, you know, just a little bit egotistical. And and sure enough, there's a guy in our club who's really talented, really big, plays a lot of pressure, and kind of sent him over. And a couple of us went back to back with him, and just event you, you know you, you're not that tough guy in there you're just not because you're that team environment where everybody's been training and kind of mauling one another for a long time and everybody's got one another's back so it with that being said it's the most friendly environment if you walk in there with, with the right attitude it's an incredible like you said it'll change your life yeah i think like the guy who i really like looked up to and one of my favorite fighters of all time is joe lozon like you look yeah. at him and you're like, this guy looks looks like he's like a science teacher, right? Like, <laughs> it makes no sense, but he's vicious. He'll beat anybody. He'll put yeah. anybody to sleep. And uh, yeah, you, I think it's really humbling. Did you ever see his video with him and his brother fighting in the backyard? Yep. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Just bare knuckle. Like, yeah. Going at like a picnic or some shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's filming, like, get him, get him. Like, what? Just, what are you doing? But that's that competitive thing man like i don't have that like i'm not a competitive person like even like i used to be when i started doing promotions i was like "Ooh, i want to be the best promotion out there like ooh, like whatever because back in the day like when we started jujitsu events no one was doing them man like metamorris like i don't know if you know what metamorris yeah. was yeah. metamorris was was just kind of on the downturn i guess you would say and uh I don't know, like we just kind of peaked. And then AJ Isagram actually was supposed to actually 
he reached out and uh, Flow Grappling wanted to buy us. And, but they did not, they offered us like nothing. It was more like marketing money for them to promote uh, Flow Grappling. So we were like, no, we kept doing our thing. And uh, anyway, they came out with a few other brands and they started absolutely killing it. And then jujitsu kind of really took off. Uh, but it was really cool. To, it's it's amazing how small the scene is. Like you you do some events, and then two weeks later, like even tag team jujitsu. Like we were doing it, and I'm not saying we started anything, but I am saying we started something. <laughs> we yeah. you know we're we're doing, it, and then like a month later, Chael's doing it. You know, or these other people. Eddie Bravo yeah. does it too. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's a small community, right? And it's yeah. I still think we have the best rule set out of anybody. No question. You can't do tag team in a cage. No. Did you ever see the videos of our event? The submission underground or the no the tap or tag events that we did? I I haven't seen that. I watched the first event. I watched a lot of the fights on the Fight League Atlantic, uh, the MMA show, but I haven't watched the. If you like scroll scroll down our and I'll send them to you. But like if you scroll way down our Facebook page, like the old school like chokes by the ocean jujitsu events are on there. But uh, like we had Diego Sanchez up uh, in like 2017 and Picto to be the main event and stuff. But uh, we man, I wish he was. I would have. I would have gone, man. Diego Sanchez is one of my favorite fighters of all time. It was insane, man. He was like he. So Mike Wackers, who he had competed against, and Diego came up. So he was supposed to make it was like a, a weight. It was like 155 or 160 pounds or something. They were supposed to make. And long, I've got a message like a week before, and it was his wife who was the manager. And, or, and no, that's not how it went. He said, "Hey, I'm not going to be able to make that weight, man. I'm like 185 right now." I'm like, "What? What do you mean, man? It's like a week away. That's 30 pounds. There's no chance." Anyway, so I had to convince Wacker to still take the fight after this was all promoted massively. It's like the biggest thing in my life. Having Diego, like you said, you're a big fan, right? So anyway, about two or three days later his wife texts and she's like, listen, like, who are you? And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, he's supposed to come up here for this. She's like, he never said a word about this. Like I had no, I had no idea. Like, so like three days later, he like, I got to, like, he's flying up to Canada for this jujitsu man. Like not like the weight, he was like way off, man. But Wacker didn't care. They went and they, they grappled anyway, but he lost and it was a big controversy but it was kind of a draw. It wasn't a, a super exciting match anyway. But as soon as he got off off the off the mats, man, like people like he went backstage and like people were just passing him beers. He was just chugging <laughs> beers. And like then he was out having a ball because it was the same night. Uh, I think John Jones fought Cormier maybe for the first time, I think. And Holly Holm fought and Cowboy fought all on the same card. So we all went to the bar and watched it together with him. And yeah, that's his teammates, right? Yeah. Yeah, at that time, yeah. So then he just kind of went bananas, right? So it's pretty funny. Anyway, he's uh, he's an interesting character for sure. Yeah, he's uh, – I don't know. I've always loved him. I loved his mentality from the Ultimate Fighter, and then it's kind of carried over. Uh, he's like typical fighter is Diego oh, yeah. Sanchez. Man, so how, dude. How, yeah. how did you get into the podcast? Um, because it was just, you know what, the show can't happen. I'm just going to start uh, inviting people to come on and talk. Pretty much, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's for me, I lost my job and travel. So with that and then no events, like I'm sitting here every day, kind of like, what am I going to do? Right. And how are we going to keep this brand moving forward? Right. So we kind of came up with this and it, with that, like we had no other really setup because 
you like yourself, you know how like sometimes technical stuff is just not like great. I run off a Mac. So like to have like OBS or an actual program that runs on a PC. And so Danny, who's actually our director, he does everything for us. He just kind of walked me through like everything that we had to buy. And I set it all up here from home. And yeah, so he just kind of walks me through and yeah, trial by fire, man, just like you're doing, right? Like just kind of reaching out to people and having fun. And I enjoy it. It's good for me. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm super introverted. So I really put myself out there. I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna try to meet someone. And the first, the first three or four were absolute shit. I was nervous. I had questions written out. And uh, I keep looking over at the sheet. Now I, I just wing it. It's just like, yeah. I'm trying to have a conversation. And if it, if it doesn't go well, it doesn't go well. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. But um, I don't know. Yeah. I just, it's, it's fun to meet new people. It's fun to talk to people, especially fighters I've looked up to for so long. Yeah, and you do a good job, man. I've watched a few of them. You really do a good job, dude. Like, it's it's funny because out here on the East Coast, there's like Derek LeBlanc's covered it for a while in uh, top MMA news, but th there's certainly lots of room out here, and I think you have a lot of potential in it, man. Like, you never know where this could go, right? So keep it up. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I got a, uh, I write reports now for, for a website, and mm -hmm. I mean, I wasn't expecting that either. I was, I'm an accountant. Right? I have no business doing anything in MMA. Oh, man. Uh, that's, what, that's what makes the world go round, right? Like, it's, yeah. you can say the same thing about, like, like uh, hockey, man. And you're being a fan. Like, oh, everybody's entitled to being a fan and have an opinion. And, and like, that, that's what I think the beauty of martial arts is. And anybody that thinks otherwise, he, he's a dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. that's the beauty of martial arts. That's one big thing it taught me is, like, just be nice to everybody. Like, who... Who am I to think I'm better than you or anything? Like, just because, you know, like, we have an MMA promotion. You're an accountant. Guess what? An accountant's way more important than an MMA promotion, man. And an accountant can make or break your MMA promotion. Yeah, so absolutely. That's, like, that to me is cool, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because, like, I was always trying to find a way to get involved in the MMA community. Um, but I was kind of bored and boredom is what kind of sparked it and now i write reports for bloody bloody canvas i have a podcast where i meet ufc fighters yeah. houston alexander and i call almost every couple of days like yeah. houston alexander like what <laughs> the assassin was that right the assassin yeah, assassin. yeah. yeah. Awesome. He, uh, he beat keith Jard jardine i like, use slamming people through cages yeah. uh oh, yeah, and I've got his phone number. We talk every couple of days. It's it's crazy how how easy it really is. Yeah. I have connections at Lozon MMA, Rofu Sport. I've talked to like half their. Oh, am I losing you? Oh, yeah. Uh, I lost you there for a sec. No, I think I I agree, man. It's 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 and it's good because it motivates you, right? To just keep keep doing it. Like if you messaged uh, people that never responded and were assholes all the time, it's hard to stay motivated, right? But and and I think it's important to just be yourself. That's why people enjoy talking to you because you're. I think there's a lot of people in media too. They're they're geeks. Like to be plain and simple, they're geeks, man. Like they're not. They ask, like you said, like they they're not. They're just there to kind of get the dirt and ask questions and then put it out there to get clicks. Like just talk to somebody, like a human being. Yeah, well, that was one of the things I wanted to do. Like I know, um, like MMA Junkie and the, and TMZ and like all those websites, they're looking for clickbait, right? Like Conor McGregor calls out so and so. Yeah. Um, I was 
like I'm not a journalist. I don't I don't care about any of that stuff. So for me, it was episode twelve, so and so. Yeah. And if you want to watch it, watch it and yeah. read the entire thing, listen to the entire thing. And I don't know. I, I think I liked I like that. I wasn't trying to to make money off this. If it happens, it happens. But I don't really care. It's just meeting new people. And that's it, man. Like you never know. Like three years down the road, like one of these guys who you interview could end up being a UFC champ and whatever they said could be like on your podcast could be used in media. Like you just never know where, like just yeah. put yourself out there, man. Is a, it's a, and it's, you know, it's, it keeps you busy. It makes you feel good. You're connecting to people. You're can, you're making that your connections in life and in business. And no, it's good. I think it's great. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for taking the time, man. I, I really appreciate it. I, I can't wait to watch, uh, watch your next event and uh, I'll have to scroll through and, and watch uh, some of the submission stuff. I haven't yeah. had a chance to look at that. Uh, Tapper tag link. It's uh, it was, so it's basically jujitsu, like tag team jujitsu. So there was, there was a squared circle, but the, the opponents could tag back and forth live. Like oh, it's, it was insane. I don't know how anyone didn't break the leg or anything, man, but it was, <laughs> People had a lot of black. I actually competed in it too. It was a lot, it was a lot of fun. It does sound like a like it's, fun. it's on YouTube too as well. It's under yeah, Cat Clark though, or something like that. I'll have to ch- I'll have to check it out. I mean, it, it sounds a lot like some of the stuff uh, that Eddie Bravo does, but they don't do tag. They just have like different weight classes. Where, um, but I really like those. Like when Sean O'Malley was rolling with like I think it was like some huge guy. I don't know if it was like Gonzaga or something like that. That stuff's exciting. Yeah, that's what moves the sport, man. Exciting shit like that. No, yeah. agree. Well, anytime, dude, and, and we'll work something out to get you on our, uh, in the next week or so. And uh, yeah, anything we can do to help you. Let All us right, know. man. All the best. I, I appreciate it. Can't wait to watch you one in like half an hour, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. We got uh, to get you some swag for your podcast. Oh, man, I'd appreciate it. More yeah. than happy to rep uh, Fight League Atlantic. We'll have to get you some here in the next little bit. All right. As soon as shipping and all that stuff opens up, I don't even know if we can do that yet. <laughs> you're, you're in the city, right? Yeah, I'm in Dartmouth. So I'm in Dartmouth too. I'm out. Uh, like I don't know. I'm not. Gi- I'm not giving that away. <laughs> I probably get egged. My window's broken. <laughs> we'll talk about all that, that stuff after. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm more than happy to to wear it, and I appreciate you sending anything that anything. I I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, man. Of course, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. All the best. Hey, man. Talk soon.